These are the Keishi Tapes. You, Man, and Favaz explore the backstories and interviews heard on Keishi, the longest-running rock station in the country. Welcome to Keishi Tapes. John Hewlett, the mighty Favaz. Uh, again, an interview done by Favaz, and this one goes back to uh, what time period? 1996, John. Ooh. Yeah, so Hootie starting, and the Blowfish. Yeah, starting to get some age to it here. That's twenty four years ago. Good. Yeah, good. It, I, like, it, I like the older ones. It, it'll sound good. It's on uh, digital uh, audio tape, so it'll sound just like uh, I did it yesterday. And I was with uh, Darius Rucker, who's a very famous guy now, country artist, if you will. Mm-hmm. Um, he's a decent golfer, um, and uh, I think the guitar player from Hootie and the Blowfish. They were they were headlining some kind of festival out at the Riverport Amphitheater, and that's. When they were huge. I mean, you remember how Casey sure. used to play Hootie and the Blowfish. She used to play them yeah. all the time. So anyway, I had a chance to interview him, and I sat down with him in one of the backstage rooms in the guts of uh, Riverport, and, and we did it. One time I was getting off the uh, airplane down in Florida, and he was on that flight. Yeah. And he was waiting for his golf bag, his golf clubs, and his <laughs> luggage uh, right there. And I had to say hi to him, and I oh, did. Of course. I did. But he was, was he a nice guy? Yeah, he was a nice guy. Cool. Yeah. All right. All right, here we go. Episode 111. Here from KC95 at Riverport, and with me here is uh, two members from Hootie and the Blowfish, Mark Bryan on guitars. Mark, how you doing? Pretty good. How are you? All right. And Darius Rucker, vocals and guitar and banjo, or no, not banjo. Uh, he plays that. How you doing, Darius? All right. How you doing? So uh, first, the most important question I have is how is your golf game lately? Um, actually, hasn't you know improved or deproved. 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 Now, do you guys get to play it quite a bit when you're on the road, or uh, do you miss that, or, or what's up with that? We just try to play on days off, you know, when we can. Um, and unfortunately, the beginning of this tour is so busy that even our days off or work days, we're doing, uh, like, you know, tonight show and stuff coming up here soon. So we probably won't get any golf until, like, next week. Yeah. And, you know, they and they they do a lot of the golf charity things. And yes, the, they uh, do. Yeah. The pro-ams at various events, PGA tur- tournament events and stuff. I've seen so them. They, they're always called on, and they always show up. Why not? It's free golf. Yeah. With with the best players in the world. Yeah. You, know? you and I would do it, too. Heck, yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, congratulations on Fairweather Johnson, by the way. Was just, I just read today that it was certified for $2 million. Did you guys hear that yet? You did? Um, no problem. Um, you know, the uh, first, the uh, cracked review. They're very boring. Uh, well, we haven't got to the boredom yet, but we'll see. Yeah. I mean, huh? they're just kind of, they, they've probably at this time, you know, this Fairweather Johnson, I think, was the follow-up to Cracked Rear View. So they had done tons of interviews, yeah. and, and, you know, they were they were big, you know, and they were probably done with interviews. Not to one-up you, but when they were just starting to get big, I interviewed them here on, on well, the station where is it? Well. Prove it. I don't have the tape. Oh, or, or, or if okay. I do, it's, okay. If I do, it's somewhere lost in the oh, basement. Okay. Somebody's going to have to listen to those tapes one of these days. I keep saying yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> 14 million. When you guys made this out of the record, did you have a number in mind that you thought would be good, you know, 2 million, 3 million, or whatever? Do you think according lines like that? No, not really. You know, you just put it out and see what happens. Just go out on tour and, you know, do what you have to do. You don't really think about the numbers. That's for other people to talk about, really. Did you say that the first album sold 14 million at that point? I did. I did. 14 million. That's huge. Yeah. Wonder what those guys are worth now. Mm. Well, let me look it up. Go ahead. (laughs) want to make a good record how is this uh record different from the uh the previous one as far as the sound as far as the way you guys did it was it more relaxed more pressure uh what what, what was it yeah i guess we wrote a little differently um than we used to but i mean just the process but 
um, you know, the actual way we just get together and jam was still the same, and that's that's what it's all about. And it was a lot of fun. And I think that since we've grown up a little and gotten to be better musicians and gotten to be a better band, that that um, you know, it's the songwriting ended up being a little more you know advanced than the first one for us, trying some unique. Uh, and new chord changes, that kind of thing, and so we enjoyed it. You know, now, I know Darius Rucker's gone on to be a, a country star, but I, I think Hootie and the Blowfish are still a band. Whenever they want to so pull them up, I mean, I don't think these guys are like at odds with each other or anything no. like that. Yeah. No, I don't get that at all. Yeah. And um, I, I just looked it up very scientifically. He's worth twelve million. Who is Darius Rucker? Wow, twelve. I thought it would be more. I would. I would think so too. But that's what yeah. it is. Mm. Were you guys afraid of overexposure? Because man, you guys were have been the biggest thing for like the last year and a half now. I guess we're, we're you know, and when things really started happening last year, the answer better be yes. <laughs> um, were you were you ever afraid of that at all? No, you know, I mean, oh come on, bull. Yeah, because they were way overexposed. They got Hugely. so much airplay for a year and a half. Yeah. It really, Casey probably shouldn't even been playing them because that's they weren't really a Casey rock band, but we played them a lot. Yeah, we did it out if we had sold a hundred thousand copies so we just wanted to do it you know just like we would want to do it and uh you know overexposure is going to happen no matter what once once you start selling records i mean you know but you can't really worry about it you gotta do what makes you happy and we wanted to go on tour and make another record so we did you guys have done hundreds of interviews tell me what question or questions are you sick of the most mark first well obviously people asking us about the name you know because i purposely wasn't going to do that so that one, it's just, it just got asked so many times, and it was like, we, you know, I know you know. Why are you asking me? I know you've heard the story. So that one kind of got annoying. There's probably a couple other ones. I forgot the story. What is it? Do you remember? I don't remember it either. I don't remember either. <laughs> Damn it. You should have asked him. <laughs> yeah, I couldn't at that time. The yeah. thing, really, you know, and that's about it. And the, and the, you know, were you guys feeling pressure when you made this record? That one's getting old, too, you know, but, you know, it's... People have to ask, and you just answer it and go on with your day. <laughs> I think you know, good. One of one of the things that has been true for us is that there's been no need to compare this new record to Cracked Review because Cracked Review was a was a great record. We enjoyed enjoyed making it and enjoyed the album for that time. You know, that was two years ago, and a lot of the songs were five years old, and so that was a wonderful period of time for us. But we've moved on, you know, and that's why Fairweather Johnson's a whole new thing. It's it's us now, and so. Um, there's really no reason to compare the two records as far as sales, as far as anything else, because each one is a product of its time, and so that's where we are right now. Have you guys got stuff written already that um, you may play in concert, but is not recorded yet, or you're thinking about the next record or anything like that? Yeah, we, you know, we don't know when we're going to record it at all, um, but we definitely have talked about. God, I'm ready to go back in the studio again. You know, just because the process is so fun of getting together and writing, and there's no pressure like there is when you're on the road. Um, not that that's a bad thing. It's just that when you're in the studio, you just have this, you can get this cool groove where you're just jamming every day. And so um, we look forward to doing that again. Right. Talking with Mark. and You want to know how they got their name? So uh, their name is a conjunction of nicknames of two of their college friends, these guys right here. Um, and uh, it's Hootie and the Blowfish. Mm-hmm. So I, I guess it's a, you know, a combination of the two or, or whatever, but that's how they got it. Hootie and Blowfish. Yeah. <laughs> from Hootie and the Blowfish. Darius, what, uh, out of all the success and everything, what has freaked you out the most? What, uh, in a positive and negative way, I guess, what, what has been the, uh, the the cool thing about having a record that sold 14 million copies? The cool thing is, you know, being able to play with, like, John Hyatt and Nancy Griffith and Toad and Al Green and people like that, you know, and, 
you know, meeting a lot of really cool people that you would have never gotten to meet. I mean, the bad thing, especially uh, bad thing for me, is just that, you know, you don't get to do things that you used to do as freely. You know, you can't just go to the mall and you can't just go out drinking with your friends. You know, because you, your friends won't go out drinking with you because you get hassled so much. So they they'd rather just come over to the house and watch, you know, golf on TV and drink <laughs> a beer and then go out to a bar. But you know, that's the bad part. But you know, that's not. I'll take it. <laughs> what about you, Mark? Um, because hey, obviously Darius is out in front, so and the singer always gets all the attention, all the interviews and stuff like that. You're in guitar. You're a little bit more in the background. What's it been like for you? Well, the good part's been just being um, a musician as my career. You know, it's, it's something that I can call my job, and that's like a dream come true. It's an amazing thing that I can wake up every day and know that that the only responsibilities I have that day are for my music. That's pretty cool. Or golf. Yeah, well, <laughs> I don't really consider that a responsibility. <laughs> and then like, the bad thing's been, you know, being away from uh, family and stuff for long periods of time is hard. You know, there's no way around it. But um, once again, like Darius said, I'll take it. You guys started on the Aware record label, didn't you? Didn't you, didn't you give them a song? Yeah, Old Man and Me was on there from our Coochie Pop record. I was on Aware too. Where's a cool organization, man? I like those guys. Well, you're going to have a St. Louis band open up for you back, oh, I think, in September at Red Rock Stir. Are you familiar with Stir? Yeah, I got a Stir t-shirt. I've heard a lot. Yeah. heard those guys a lot. I like those guys. I think they're cool. All the Aware bands are cool, though. Yeah, in fact, Stir's playing tonight uh, at the side door downtown in St. Louis, and then they're going out for like a month and a half, and Capitol Re- uh, Records is releasing their record in the summertime, and uh, they wanted me to tell you hello. I guess they're playing with Jump Little Children, which is a band from Charleston. Where, where was this interview done? <clears throat> that was done at Riverport. Uh, behind, uh, in the, behind the stage? Yeah, in uh, in one of the backstage rooms. Mm. Sounds like you're in their bedroom. Well, thank you, John. <laughs> not, not you. I mean, they sound like they're half asleep. I know. <laughs> Which is another great band, too, so that's going to be a good show. And then they're going out with Jackal Pierce for like the next month or something like that. Cool. And that brings you, as the interviewer, that brings you down to the level, too. Yeah, as you can see, I'm kind of like talking like yeah. NPR. Yeah, if you got if you got a real energe- energetic subject matter, and you're up with them because they're right. having fun. You're having fun. Right. So, this is, uh, uh, these guys <laughs> are just so. Uh. Oh well. So uh, well, man. Uh, I guess I've asked you everything I needed to ask you, and everything I didn't want to ask you because you've been tired of it so much. I just want to say congratulations on another great record. And uh, Hootie will go on stage tonight, uh, nine nine thirty, something like that. Nine. John Hyatt will open the show tonight. Oh, John Hyatt. Huh? Yeah. How about that? I like John Hyatt. <clears throat> yep. Yeah. Used to see him in Mississippi Nights. Hmm. Yes, he does. Darius Rucker and Mark Bryan from Hootie and the Blowfish. Thanks, guys, very much. Thank you. Thanks, man. All right, there you go. Yep. They're nice fellas. I didn't mean to, yeah. you know, they're, they're just low-key guys. That, that's all. And, uh, you know, they've, they've they've done very well for themselves because they, uh, they are nice guys. You know, it's yeah. really helped them. Well, and like I said in the interview, they were overexposed pretty much yeah. i mean they sold 14 million records they've done tons of interviews so they were just kind of like rrr, 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 rrr. right right and uh i was unfortunately brought down to their level so well yeah and and there's there's doesn't seem to much be much ego there either. no you there's know? not that's there that's, wasn't. An, that's another thing i guess you could you could say about them being low-key no yep. ego just yep. uh they were just a bunch of friends who had happened to have a band that just took off on a debut record and was yeah college kids they, yeah. they they met in college yeah it's kind of cool so yeah it really turned out great for them yep and uh nothing nothing really much came after that first album nope that uh, unfortunately that was it you know darius has had a good career afterwards he's he's hosted some country award shows yeah. i believe and uh you know, he's made a couple records like that, but um, as far as Hootie and the Blowfish go, no, that was that was their big one. Yeah. Yep. 
All right, that's it. This is episode 111 of the Casey Tapes. I'm John Eulett. You can follow me on Twitter at STLUman. And uh, on Instagram, I'm Johnny Eulett. Hey, I'll see you on the radio. <laughs> Bye. AMF. The Casey Tapes with you, man, and Favaz. For more on the history of Casey, go to Casey95.com or the Casey mobile app.